We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for June 1st, 2014. And uh, first report here we're going to get into is entitled, Propaganda Conditioning to Force People to Accept the Mark of the Beast Continues in Our Daily News. These very important innovators and inventors are actively planning to microchip everyone in the world soon. And this is a news brief entitled, Former DARPA Director. Whenever you see DARPA, you know that it's pure evil and wickedness. Former DARPA Director and Google exec. So Google and DARPA, you know, the quintessential essence of evil. All you really need to do, maybe beyond that, is throw in Walmart. Uh, pushes microchipping human beings. I was just on the road yesterday, and there was this Google car that was getting off the interstate. And it had this, it was, it had Google all over the car, and it had this big, uh, camera that was mounted, I think it was on the, um, roof. And it was this big secured, like, camera that was elevated off the roof on a pole. I mean, you could tell they had spent a lot of money, and, and I mean, the camera looked really super, super high tech, from what I could gather. And it was like behind me. Uh, got on there and was kind of behind me for just a second. And then I'm like, man, I want to get away from this thing. And I guess it's just going around and mapping all of the uh, terrain, the roads. And, and I think whenever you know they take over, they're going to just have everything mapped out to the nth degree. Every square inch of what they can get on on that. So that was that was rather uh, draconian. And, and Google's just every, every you know, it seems like every other week they're doing something you know, more and more evil. So they're pushing this microchipping on human beings. Uh, this is from Collective Evolution News, May 14th of this year. It says, remember when credit cards and debit cards were implanted with microchips? Um, not all of them have that, but some do. That could be you in a few years as multiple corporations are pushing to microchip the human race. In fact, microchip implants in humans are already on the market. An American company called Applied Digital Solutions has developed one approximately the size of a grain of rice, and I've talked about them a ton. If you can, the uh, keyword mark, like mark of the beast, in just mark, the word mark, in uh, the uh, keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com, I've done several studies. They're, they're a little bit older, but I believe, you know, very applicable still. And um, <clears throat> let's see here. Uh, it's... Applied Digital Digital Solutions has has developed one the size of a grain of rice and has already had it approved by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration for distribution and implementation. This information is very old. Fifteen years ago, we were reporting that implants had been created for humans that were the size of a grain of rice. <clears throat> but what is very new is the sudden high-level propaganda push from very uh, satanically important people. And... These microchips would be implanted under the skin and allow the wearer's movements to be tracked and store personal information about them. Within the next couple of years, our and every movement, our purchase and communication could be monitored by a complex network of interlinking surveillance technologies, uh, if it isn't already. In this video, Rena Dugan, a former DARPA executive and Google executive, likens implanting chips in humans to a corporate strategy to successfully bring a new product to market and sell it to hundreds of millions of people. Regina also proposes a new type of authentication 
which can be worn like a scannable tattoo that can be worn on the arm, which we've also reported on those. The tattoo can have the fancy design. Uh, or a person can swallow a pill that can identify you quickly. Uh, there's meds now that literally, you know, have, they want to have microchips attached to them, and it tells you when to take your next med, and monitors all kind of, I mean, we're talking some really crazy stuff. Um, so the person can swallow a pill that can identify you quickly, a person's entire body becomes an identification token. And then there's the implantable chip inserted under the skin. The author of this news story somberly warns that, quote, this isn't about safety and national security. It's about controlling the human population even more so than it is today. But the born-again Christian realizes this is a developing technology and the burgeoning propaganda campaign promoting it to the people will fulfill one of the most important prophecies of the entire Bible. The false prophet will pressure all people, well, in the beast, the Antichrist, will pressure all peoples of the world to take the implantable chip. Revelation 13, uh, verses 16 through 17 says, And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no no man might buy or sell, save that he had the mark. So that's a prerequisite for the mark of the beast, is you won't be able to buy or sell without it. Okay, so... Uh, again, there's, I don't advise taking any microchips at all, okay? Um, but as far as the mark of the beast, this is during the tribulation period, and it's also, you know, obviously the Antichrist, the false prophet, will have arisen to power. We're going to have a one-world government at that point, one-world political system, one-world religious system, or we're going to be moving toward that heavily. So there's other things that, that need to be, have, have that in conjunction, when I, when I, and the reason I say that is when they say, well, yeah, this is the mark of the beast. Well, okay, are you going to have to have it to buy or sell? Well, no. Are we in the tribulation yet? No. Have the Antichrist, the false prophet, risen to power yet? Well, no. Are you going to get beheaded if you don't take it? Well, no. Okay, well, then it's not the mark of the beast. Now, do I think you should take it? No. Under no circumstances do I think you should take a microchip implant. But let's just look at what the Bible says and, you know to see if it's biblically relevant here. <clears throat> so, that no man might buy or sell, save that he had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name, which is 666. With this implantable mark, the Antichrist will totally control all those that take it, including buying and selling within the economy of the last days. But the true purpose of forcing all mankind to take the mark is that by taking it, each person is declaring that they recognize the Antichrist as God and they will worship him. And I guarantee you that from a technological standpoint and from a spiritual standpoint, you're going to, from a technological standpoint, there's going to be a lot of mind control involved with the Mark of the Beast, with whatever technology is built into it. But there's also going to be a huge demonic uh, a component, which, again, is, is just like, it's like having your conscience seared with a hot iron. It's like you went you went beyond the point of no return. You, you're, if you take the mark of the beast, that's it. You're going to the lake of fire eventually. There's no turning back. There's no none of this stuff like John MacArthur's teaching and a lot of other preachers now are teaching that you take the mark of the beast and, and it's okay as long as you really didn't mean it and you're sincere and you're still a Christian, you'll still go to heaven. No, you won't. You're going to go to the lake of fire. You're going to go to hell first and then the lake of fire later, the great right throne judgment. Okay? I love you enough to tell you the truth. They don't because they're hirelings that have no true love for the sheep and their evidence is by what, you know, their actions and what they speak. So, 
yeah, that John MacArthur's been, and he's just one of many. The, the whole Left Behind series teaches that, which is another brainwashing tool. So, <clears throat> um, like Tim LaHaye, you know, I, I'm pretty sure he's left behind. Anyway, so, yeah, you don't ever, ever, ever take the mark of the beast. And if you have to be martyred for it, absent from the bodies to be present with the Lord. Okay? So I'm just saying, uh, let's go further here. Uh, therefore God warns of an unspeakable judgment for anyone and everyone who takes the mark. Listen and be warned. And the third angel follow them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast in his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink. It doesn't say anybody receives his mark in the forehead or in their hand and then really doesn't mean it or really didn't want to. It doesn't say that. It just says if you've done it, there's no way out. Okay. The same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. Doesn't sound good to me. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb, and the smoke of the torment ascendeth up forever and ever. That's like beyond worst case scenario. That is hell in the lake of fire forever and ever. And they have no rest day nor night who worship the beast in his image, and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. Wow, that, now that's scary. And I heard a great voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels, Go your way, go your ways, and pour out the vials of the wrath of God upon the earth. And, and the first went and poured out his vial upon the earth. And there fell a noisome and grievous sore upon the man, men which had the mark of the beast. And I'm sure the women... As well, the mark of the beast, and upon them which worshipped his image. <clears throat> Another reason not to take it. Revelation 19.20, And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, and which had deceived them that had received the mark of the beast, and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive in the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. But Christians who refused to take the mark of the beast and are martyred, are promised a great and special reward. And I saw thrones, and they that sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them, and I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus, and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast. So you better know which word of God that you, you need, you know what I mean? It's pretty important to God. Well, I was wor- I was beheaded for the um, living translation that like cusses and so... You know, or whatever, what you know, the, these uh, translations now that you can't even get saved out of, or gay, or what about the Queen James Bible they just came out? I'm not lying about this. The one that's that's totally L, uh, lay, gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender friendly. I, I was beheaded for that word of God. Well, that's <laughs> not the word of God you want to be uh, beheaded for. Okay. Uh, the Bible says, "Forever, O Lord, Thy word is settled in heaven." You better make sure your Bible. It closely matches the word what's what's settled in the word of uh, what's settled in heaven, the Bible that you're reading, okay, and it's the King James Bible in the English speaking speaking language. So they that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, in which had not worshipped the beast. And if you doubt that, just key in KJV in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. I've done tons of studies on that. And which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. 
Okay? Uh, that's Revelation 24. Now, the Bible also says, Jesus said, and this is, you know, I believe regarding the end times, Luke 21, 36, Watch ye therefore and pray always. This is a uh, admonishment from Jesus. Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all the things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. So I believe he's, there's still going to be a remnant preserved even through the tribulation that will be accounted worthy to escape all the things. Not to say that the ones that weren't martyred weren't worthy because they're, you know, they're obviously viewed in a very special light in Scripture. So, you know, it's the body of Christ. Christ's plan for everyone isn't exactly the same. Our callings aren't exactly the same. And the way he works things out are different for different people. <clears throat> this technological development is one of those critically important signs of the times of which Jesus warned in Luke 21, 28. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. So... That was that first report. Uh, let's go to the next one, which is entitled, While Labeling Liberty Lovers as Terrorists, the DHS actually lets actual terrorists into America. Okay, This is more and more the trend that we're seeing here. Okay, Let's let the terrorists in. Let's praise Islam. Let's never say a bad word about it. Let them kill, rape, pillage, destroy, do whatever they want to do. But if you are a liberty-loving American, if you're pro-life, you know, pro-Constitution, pro-Second Amendment, pro-Bible, pro-homeschooling, you know, pro-self-whatever, then you are evil, you're the terrorist. But Islam, it's a religion of peace, and it's it's wonderful in every way, shape, and form. And again, I've documented that over and over, the wickedness of that devil-death cult. So the revelation that the Department of Homeland Security maintains a hands-off list of individuals with terrorist ties, which allows them unfettered entrance into the United States, is even more grievous considering the fact that the federal agency has repeatedly smeared ordinary Americans as violent extremists. <clears throat> The Department of Homeland Security, DHS, secretly assembled a terrorist hands-off list that permitted individuals with terrorist ties unfettered entrance into the United States. I mean, this is just beyond total satanic insanity. They are, just like they're purposely letting the dregs, and I'm not saying all illegal aliens, but the dregs of so many of these South American or, or uh, Central American, Central America countries, that's who come here. The worst gang members, the worst drug dealers, the, you know, the worst of the worst. Not all, but that's also a, a main, that's how most of the Islamic terrorists get here. It's through that route. I've gotten into that before. That's well documented. So now they've actually, the, the Department of Homeland Security say, just Satan or us, has secretly assembled a terrorist hands-off list that has permitted individuals with terrorist ties unfettered entrance into the United States. You come here. You're, you're evil. You're pure wickedness. We want you. 
We, oh, please, man, we need you bad. Because we're not wicked enough. We need more wickedness. This was according to a document released by Senator Chuck Grassley, Republican of Iowa, reports the Washington Free Beacon, adding that Jamal Badawi, the Canadian Islamist leader who has praised suicide bombings and is close to Hamas and Hezbollah, was one such individual afforded DHS protection. The records of hundreds of terrorist suspects were also purged as a result of a deliberate DHS policy at the behest of former Secretary uh, rabid lesbian Janet Napolitano. Janet Butch Napolitano. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not giving her quite enough credit there. As we reported in January, it is also it has also emerged that the Muslim Brotherhood members with ties to terrorism traveling through the Minneapolis airport, Minneapolis, New York's John F. Kennedy Airport, and Dulles Airport in April of 2012 were handed, quote, port courtesies with the State Department telling the DHS to ensure the men not be pulled into a a secondary upon arrival at the point of entry. Meaning, we don't want any other secondary interviews, nothing like that. Now, a law-abiding citizen, you know, they got to go through and and they've got to, you know, go through the... uh, all the scanners and the and the pat downs if they don't want the scanner and and be treated like a terrorist. But the terrorists are treated like gold, red carpet all the way. You know, it's the way it should be, isn't it? I mean, come on, isn't this the way it should be? Well, I guess if Satan was running the show, yes. Well, it's true. To make matters worse, while turning a blind eye or indeed protecting suspected terrorists, the DHS has since its inception embarked on a public relations campaign to demonize liberty-loving Americans as violent extremists for little more than holding certain political beliefs. Perhaps the most egregious example emerged in 2012 when a leaked study, and there's a link to it here, produced by the National Consortium for the Study of Terrorism and Responses to Terrorism at the University of Maryland and funded by the DHS to the tune of $12 million dollars uh, evidently determined largely, uh, which largely ignored Islamic terrorism while concentrating on the threat posed by Americans who are, these are the, these are the real terrorists. Okay, we, the Muslims are wonderful. We all know that, okay? Anybody with half a brain knows that they're pure, pure goodness and, you know, just puritanical, Rebecca Sunnybrook farm-like. I mean, they're just pure as the driven snow, Okay. We all know that. Let's let's just all be honest with ourselves. Okay, but the real threat is posed by Americans who are, according to this wonderful report funded by the uh, the DHS to the tune of twelve million dollars. Here's the real enemies: those that are reverent of individual liberty. They're the real devils that we got to watch out for. In addition to Americans who believe their way of life is under attack. How dare you think? Your way of life is under attack, even though we strip you of more liberties by the day. How dare you! I, I, I stand guilty. I, I do. I, I'm very guilty of that. Anyway, Americans who are fiercely nationalistic, as opposed to a universal and international in their orientation. So those that would be opposed to the UN, I guess, in that regard. Uh, people who consider themselves anti-global. Oh, those are the devils that we need to watch out for. Presumably those who are wary of the loss of American sovereignty. How dare they? 
I mean, again, everything that's evil is praised, and everything that's good is demonized. Sounds reasonable to me. Who who are the other ones? Americans who are suspicious of centralized federal authority. These are quotes straight from this devil document that the DHS funded for 12 million bucks. Those who are suspicious of, of centralized federal authority. How dare you, you, that you don't want more Big Brother? Who do you think you are? Don't you know we know best? And you know nothing? And you're a little devil minion that has no right to make any decisions for himself or for his family? I mean, that's, that's what they're saying in so many words, aren't they? Who else? People who believe in conspiracy theories that involve a grave threat to national sovereignty and or personal liberty. Every single thing that's actually happening is who the terrorists are. Who, 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 would, who would expose that or believe that or believe what's clearly going on. They're the real terrorists. Okay. While the DHS was compiling a, quote, hands-off list of suspected terrorists who were to be given the VIP treatment and allowing such individuals to enter the U.S. on a red carpet, these are all the Muslim terrorists, the federal agency was simultaneously funding reports which characterized conservative, conservatives, libertarians, and basically any American who cherishes liberty as dangerous radicals. Uh, DHS is really a faction of government that needs to be prayed against. They're, they are just the quintessential essence of evil, um, among many other branches of the wicked, corrupt U.S. government. Uh, let's go further. Also, let's not forget the fact that D- the DHS is responsible for the release of around 68,000 convicted illegal immigrants each year, which we're going to get into that next. Uh, some of the worst dregs of, of absolute society. I, again, we have a history of this. I, I, wa- I was watching a documentary the other night on that Mariano Boatlift, I think is what it was called. It was just a little blip on it. How Carter welcomed them in and that those were the absolute, total, worst dregs of criminals of the 3,500 people that came over, 2,000 of, of them came straight from their worst prison. These are guys that would have never probably saw the light of day or would have been executed. <clears throat> when Castro did it, he, he mused and laughed that we've just flushed the toilet of Cuba into, into America. And that the murder rates of, uh, that resulted, not only were they in the middle of the whole cocaine cowboy uh, wars that took place in the late 70s into the 80s in Miami that was that they were notorious for with all the Colombian cocaine coming in, into uh, uh, Miami and all of the people that were were killed and and but the Mariano boat lift those and they were in these in these these dudes were most of them were practicing high level santeria high level witchcraft I'm, I'm sure the Colombians were doing it as well but the people that these dregs from Cuba were doing it too. And they were literally practicing high-level witchcraft Santeria. And that the murder rate just went through the absolute... That was the murder capital of the United States for in the, a lot of the 80s. Between the... <coughs> excuse me. Between the Mariano boat lift and, this, and these, the Colombians uh, bringing uh, the, those tons and tons and tons of cocaine and all of the, the corruption and crime and, and the, the, the police force that got just totally 
corrupted and, and were bought off and greed-driven, and I mean, a lot of them were. I mean, you had so much wickedness going on there uh, <clears throat> during that time. Not to say it's not going on now. I can't even stand. When I lived down there, I could not, even when I was unsaved, I couldn't stand going over to Miami. When I, when I got, I went to the University of Miami to get my uh, acupuncture degree. And, and again, I don't do acupuncture. It's occultic. It's the whole yin-yang, fire and ice, Taoism based on that type of deal. If you need to know more about that key in acupuncture in the keyword search box at continuefortruth.com. But when I got my degree there, I was taking a weekend class. I'd drive over there, I don't know, once or twice a month, man. Even when I was unsaved, I, I couldn't stand going to Miami. Um, before, after, and especially after, it's like a, you feel like the walls are closing. There is a darkness driving it. And you got all the Haitians that have come over who are practicing voodoo. You got the ones, uh, from like Puerto Rico, the, the ones that are left over, you know, from Cuba and the Mariana boat and the Caribbeans who are practicing Santeria and whatever other kind of, of witchcraft. The, the Colombians, who knows, probably Santa Muerte, uh, Angel of Death, Death Cult. <clears throat> there is so much wickedness going on and has been going on there. I mean, that that is just a evil, evil place. I'm talking really, really evil. And uh, when you have that much witchcraft going on, and you can literally feel the devils, the, the, the darkness, the spiritual oppression when you drive into that place. And what a zoo. Ugh. Anyway... <clears throat> Not much on big cities, but uh, that city. I mean, I drive into Charlotte, and I'm not saying Charlotte's Charlotte's uh, puritanical, but it's a totally different feeling driving into Miami from what I, I mean from the one to the other. My, like I said before, my area where I came from in Fort Myers, which is on the other side of the coast, now is becoming a lot like overt Miami. I mean, every time I go to the website now, some guy getting busted for you know, raping a little child or child pornography or beating a little child or or, or rape, murder. I mean, it, it's just off the scale. It's gone so much worse since we've left. I, I, I mean, um, I don't talk to a lot of people back from that because I didn't have a lot of... My, my family, they're pretty much unsaved. I don't have a lot of contact with them. I'm not enemies, but just not don't have a lot of contact. You know, it's kind of what happens when you take this type of stance. People don't want to be around you, your, your former friends, your former family before you got saved. They don't want nothing to do with you. That's normal, okay? That's just a small price. That's just your reasonable service, honestly. I know that a lot of people have a hard time with that. I mean, giving up the celebrating of occultic holidays and stuff like that. That's your reasonable service. The Bible talks about things that are just your reasonable service. I believe it falls under that classification. But, you know, they're I'm sure they're glad I'm gone, but... But it wasn't like I was getting into fights with them when I was down there. Just they knew my stance and I knew where they came from. And, you know, the gospel of Christ, the the word of God, you know, divides people in that regard. We're not to be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. And uh, it doesn't mean you go around thinking you're better or that, oh, you look down on them, you know, but it's going to naturally do that. And... But anyway, it, it, it's gotten just so wicked. Uh, just the daily news reports and <clears throat> the family members and uh, Taylor's friends that she she talks to back there—they're all wanting out of there. They're all wanting to get out of there. And this is just the Fort Myers area. 
you know, it's gotten so bad. And so, <clears throat> yeah, there's they're extra, extra special wicked, uh, particularly in the Miami, all that voodoo, all that century, all that witchcraft, all, I'm sure, Santa Moarte, and, and then you have the Calusa Indians that were prevalent in the area prior. I mean, you have to look at if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? And I've done, talked a lot about these Calusa Indians. I mean, these dudes were bad to the bone. I mean, and they ruled, and uh, I believe they were, at, at, at the beginning, I believe there was a, uh, at least uh, a huge Nephilim-type component. They were described as a uh, very, very large uh, Indians and um, by the explorers, like Ponce de Leon and them, and they were unbelievably fierce, and, and they, uh, <clears throat> they walked around naked, the women did, and, and, and the men, for the most part, and, and uh, they richly sacrificed. You, if you got stranded, man, I mean, unless you were, like, unbelievably fortunate, <laughs> uh, they spared a couple, but most of them, they would just keep them for sacrifices and, and to bring more, they believed it would brought more favor on them. And they ended up being wiped out by the, I guess you'd call the white man diseases. And Ponce de Leon was, was um, wounded off of um, uh, Pine Island in that last and and uh, in that last battle. He tried to he tried to go ashore there, and this is where I went and prayed a lot. It was on um, Bokelia, which is where the Clusinians had their literally. It was like their White House. It was like their their main spiritual sanctuary, and um, <clears throat> they. Uh, they had a battle there. Ponce de Leon tried to get, get, go on shore once there, and they came out, and they just went nuts. He said, okay, we don't want no part of this. So he came back, I think it was a few years later, maybe three or four or five, and, and this time they did the same thing, but they, they got him with one of their arrows, and he went to, I believe it was Cuba, and that's where he died of those injuries. He got hit in the leg. <clears throat> Ponce de Leon, you know, uh, but... Close Indians were so fierce, they, 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 all the other tribes in Florida pretty much paid them tribute. They were the most fierce, they were the most cannibalistic, they were the most, uh, fierce warriors there are, and I really believe, you know, that all those human sacrifices and all the things that they did and the fact that they've, they've discovered, like, um, uh, giant skulls and in, 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 in giant skeletons there. They're, they're, they were buried all over Cape Coral in that area. And, and in that area, and they've had mounds on Okeechobee where they've found elongated skulls. And then uh, unnaturally small, even, um, uh, skeletons. Just all these weird variations of, of the human. Um, there was a lot of Nephilim activity that went on there, and a lot of that still lingers. And I believe that's why a lot of people in the, the New Age are attracted to that area. Uh, <clears throat> A lot of New Age, a lot of witches, a lot of warlocks, and then you got all the other garbage that I mentioned earlier. So it's a, it's it's you look at a place like Miami, and it's like this is a, a, a place that Satan would want the whole world to kind of turn out as, to really maximally defiled land, you know. Then not even mentioning the abortion clinics and the gay lesbians and, and all that other garbage that goes and all the hedonism that goes on in Miami. All of, uh, so much of this defiles the land, <clears throat> and uh, it's how he would want the whole world to turn out. But obviously, there's certain places on the planet where it's more accelerated than others. So anyway, um, <clears throat> uh, let's go further here. So 
Given that suspected terrorists are now deliberately allowed into the United States unimpeded while politically active Americans are being smeared as violent extremists, the Department of Homeland Security has become so bloated and corrupt that it now actually represents a huge security threat to the country. Which is ironic given that it was created with the express, express purpose of protecting Americans from terrorism in the aftermath of 9-11. Now we'll segue into this one <clears throat> where we kind of mention this. Where, I mean, and again, this is just beyond insanity. This is just so, I mean, talk about impeachable offenses. There's never been a president, probably in the history of, of the universe, that has done more as far as impeachable offenses than this fork-tongued devil we have in the White House right now. Um, feds released hundreds of immigrant murderers, drunk drivers, and sex criminal uh, con- convicts. This is, again, this is all being done by design, to literally defile the land, to defile humanity, to just bring in as much wickedness and evil, to bring the downfall of America, totally. To, to I mean, annihilate it. And the, devo- the devaluing of the dollar is going to be a big part of that. They're going to strike that at the, at the right time. And, and man, ooh, we are really being set up for some seriously wicked stuff here. This is the video, just a short one regarding this. The Washington Times reports that immigration officials released dozens of murderers in the U.S. last year. This is according to Obama administration reports detailing all criminal convictions of more than 36,000 immigrants freed from custody in 2013. I mean, they're admitting to this openly. I mean, you know, hey, I mean, the Obama administration is admitting to this. It's not like this is some conspiracy theory. These criminals included more than 15,000 drunk driving convictions, more than 13,000 domestic violence convictions, and almost 1,000 sex crime convictions. I am convinced that America's prosperity and security depend on comprehensive, common sense immigration reform. Now, last year, Democrats and Republicans... Uh, That's common sense to release all these totally murderers and hardened criminals and drunk drivers and sex offenders and... And, and not to deport them. It's it. Oh, we would never think about doing that. But we're gonna. Yeah, they're they're illegal. They're here illegally. But we're we're gonna release them back into circulation. No, we're not gonna deport them. Oh my word, no. <laughs> uh, heaven forbid that. We we don't want to do that. So again, this is this is the insanity that we're dealing with here. Senate came together to pass a common sense bill that would grow our economy and shrink our deficit, reward businesses and workers that played by the rules all while upholding our most cherished values as a nation of immigrants. Alex Sawyer, The Washington Times. Again, everything that come out of that, that comes out of that fork-tongued devil's mouth is a lie, essentially. You just have to just, it, just know that it's going to be a lie. Okay? I think that's why I get so infuriated when I, when I even hear his voice, because I know he's lying. I know that whatever his, you know... Uh, whatever's coming out of his mouth is typically the exact opposite of what's really going on. It's gotten that overt. So, an internal Department of Homeland Security, here, here we go with them again, document obtained by the Center for Immigration Studies, a limited immigration group, and shared with Breibart News Monday, revealed that last year ICE, or Immigration Custom Enforcement, when you hear that word ICE, released 36,007 criminal Illegal aliens who had been who had nearly eighty eight thousand convictions. 
oh, only 36,007 illegal aliens who had uh, um, only 88,000 convictions. That's all. You know, the, the immigrants, and they're calling them immigrants here, I think, to be, to be politically correct. The illegal aliens were in deportation proceedings. They were deporting them like they should have. ICE was trying to do its job. Okay? Meaning ICE was trying to remove them from the country and could have held them in detention, but released them anyway, according to the Center for Immigration Studies. Uh, you're going to hear in this next video one of the good guys from ICE that was trying to do his job, but they won't let them, like the Border Patrol, they won't let them do their job properly. Not only are they totally underfunded, but they're saying, no, they're hands off. They get pulled over for drunk driving, no, you let them go. We bust the law-abiding Americans. They're the terrorists. The illegal aliens are the good guys. Okay? So, that's what you need to get through your head there, buddy. So anyway, this would be considered the worst prison break in American history. 36,000, you know. Except it was sanctioned by the president and perpetuated by our own immigration officials, said Representative Lamar Smith, Texas Republican. He also said, quote, the administration's actions are outrageous. They willfully and knowingly put the interests of criminal immigrants before the safety and security of the American people. Here's the next video. Now, over the last several years, under this current administration... Now, this is Mark Levin interviewing a guy from ICE. And this will further drive this point home that we're, we're making here. ...administration. Um, has law enforcement's hands been tied? Absolutely. I mean, to the point that, you know, from, from 2008, uh, as soon as this president came on board and the Secretary of Department of Homeland Security, uh, Janet Napolitano, they have attempted to shut down interior enforcement. And uh, they've done a pretty good job of it up to this point. Uh, I believe what he's trying to say there is they've, they've tried, they've attempted to shut down enforcement of, you know, deporting these illegal aliens back to where they're from. You know, they're, they're totally hindering their, their, what they're trying to do with their job. To the point that as officers and agents, we have filed a lawsuit against the Obama administration, against Janet Napolitano, against the director of ICE, our boss, um, saying that, you know, we're, we're not asking for, for any money. We're not asking for anything from the taxpayers. We're saying that the president of the United States has overstepped his authority. It's his job to enforce the laws, not make laws. It's not his place to pick and choose which laws will and will not be enforced. Um, and, uh, you know, we've, we've taken that forward and, and, and had a lot of success with that up to this point. But we've had to do that because uh, if you want to talk about some of them, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be happy to. Uh, well, how, give us some examples. How are they tying your hands? Because this, this is very well, important. Okay. Um, ICE agents cannot make street arrests. We are not allowed to go out. We have the authority to from the laws enacted by Congress, but we cannot go out if we see a person that we suspect to be an illegal alien, we suspect to be them to be an illegal alien gang member or, or criminal, we cannot make an arrest. We are under orders to wait until they commit a crime, that they're arrested by another law enforcement agency, say local police, booked into a jail, and then once they go into a jail or once they go into a prison, then an immigration agent 
can go and talk to them. Uh, once we get into the jails, the fact that they're in the United States illegally, that they've broken, uh, you know, they, they violated laws regarding illegal entry or visa overstay, the two laws, uh, the most fundamental laws of any immigration system in the world, the two violations of law that have created 11 million illegal aliens here uh, in the United States today, we can't enforce those laws even in a jail. We have to make sure that they've been convicted of three or more criminal offenses before we can even try to place them in deportation proceedings. I, I, take it, I take it this is a huge change from prior administrations, right? Oh, absolutely. It's a dramatic change. I mean, so, so when Obama and the rest of them go on, you know, we're doing more to enforce uh, the border uh, than ever before, I mean, you're telling me that's absolutely not true. It's absolutely not true. And one of the things that we have uh, taken away from this lawsuit is that we were able to request certain information and data that we never had before. And what that data indicates um, and I hope I, I can explain this well, but they have shut down interior enforcement. I know they're saying every year that ICE's numbers of apprehensions and deportations are we're setting records every year. For four years, we've been saying that's false. But now we have data that shows that since 2008, ICE arrest numbers and deportation numbers have plummeted. And what DHS is doing, because they're two separate agencies, Border Patrol is one agency, ICE is another, they take the border patrol makes an arrest on the border, and instead of taking care of that removal or deportation themselves, they turn it over to ICE, and then ICE simply does the deportation, so that it shows that ICE is, you know, basically keeping our numbers up on deportations when we're not, when our numbers are actually plummeting. So it's a shell game. So let me just be let me be straight. Before that wouldn't have counted in the statistics as an apprehension and deportation. You're basically grabbing the people and, and sending them back over the border. And now they're counting it, and that's how they're inflating these numbers in part. That's part of it. That's a, that's a very significant part of it. That is true, that, that some of these are not real deportations, that they would have been people that would have just previously been turned back. And there is a significant difference between that. But the other part of it is that... Um, they are preventing us on the interior from enforcing a law. We can no longer make arrests. So while our numbers plummet, they're just bringing numbers, even if they're deportations or just uh, the voluntary removals that you're speaking of, they're all coming into the ICE numbers that they're reporting to America and saying, look at the records that we set with ICE. I mean, I'll put it this way. I think last year, I think more than uh, 50% of ICE's deportation numbers were actually Border Patrol apprehensions. Mm-hmm. So they're lying. Yes. And, and categorically, we've been saying that for four years, that they're lying to and misleading the American public on everything. Uh, you're a former Marine, is that correct? That's correct. And you're a, you've are you been an ICE officer yourself, correct? I've been an ICE officer for ten years, yes. The... Uh, are you finding that these that that the deceit going on here is now bipartisan? Both parties in Washington, uh, in many respects, are doing this. You know, I really don't know the answer to that. I know that I've been up on the hill um, and testified before Congress. I think about six times now. Um, there are definitely some uh, senators and congressmen up there that um, have some integrity and are working with us and meeting with us and, and trying to help us out. 
but there are many that are not. And there are some that when I go and testify before Congress, uh, you know, basically try to come after me. All right, let me ask you something, because we're uh, Have you met with Senator Jeff Flake? Never. I've never met with any of the Gang of Eight except... I was gonna, let me go through it. Have you met with Senator John McCain? No, sir. Have you met with Senator Lindsey Graham? No. Have you met with Senator Marco Rubio? <clears throat> yes. Okay. The other three Republicans, have you asked to meet with them? Yes. And you don't get a response? No response at all. That's absolutely unbelievable. Meanwhile, they'll meet with the National Council of La Raza, English, the race, won't they? Yes. Yes. In so fact, they, those groups are now running our agency. Those Here groups you. are now running the agency. How about So La Raza being one of the most anti-American, uh, pro-essentially taking America back uh, because they teach that, you know, the Americans stole your land from you. Therefore, you have every right to go in there illegally and claim it back. We are a superior race to the Americans. They are scum, and we are the race. Okay, and I'm only getting a little bit of that there. And they, that's, that's who's running, you know, ICE now, uh, essentially. And, and again, it's, it's like Obama letting all the Muslims come in, and he's appointed them to all these different heads of offices and, and uh, czars and all these things that, that he's done. I've documented that in the past. It's just letting more and more and more wickedness come in and permeate and take over. And that's that's what this is all about. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> that's why we want to rescue people. That's why we can't do our jobs is because they have, they, they're basically embedded and running our agency. Well, they're embedded in the White House. I think uh, Obama's uh, top appointee to handle this stuff comes out of one of these groups, doesn't she? Yes, Cecilia Munoz, yes. Mm -hmm. Well, this is a disgrace. It disgusts me, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, and I'm sorry you and your members have to go through this because, you know, your job is to defend us. And apparently the uh, the politicians don't want you defending us. So that's that's a very troubling uh, fact, and you've testified about this, so it's not like they don't know about it up on Capitol Hill. So, uh, well, Chris Crane, uh, I want to thank you, my friend. Uh, I know you're doing everything possible with the litigation. I've, I, you've been testifying on the Hill. You'll talk to anybody who will listen. You've, you've spoken to us now, and uh, we're behind you. We wish you all the best. Thank you so much, sir, and thank you for having us on. We appreciate it more than you know. Thank you so much. All right. God bless and good luck. That's ICE Union President Chris Crane. That's yeah. God bless that Chris Crane and that their and their righteous efforts because that's pretty brave what they're doing. Particularly, they're working for them, and you know I'm surprised they haven't all been <clears throat> imprisoned at this point. Those days are, you know. Uh, coming, it, it, I guess, unless there's enough pushback, but again, you look at how the Bible says things tend to uh, end up turning out. So, um, Jesus Christ is greater, you know, and we always need to remember that. But, yes, dark days upon us. Uh, this was just today in the Drudge Report, which figures into the sheriff's opt to free suspected undocumented immigrants, which are illegal aliens. I like to call them that because that's what they are. Uh, county sheriffs who run America's jails are increasingly refusing to honor federal requests to detain 
suspected undocumented immigrants. In most jails, incoming inmates are fingerprinted and run through a federal system to check their immigration status. The Department of Homeland Security then flags those suspected of being in the country illegally and delivers a, quote, detainer, a form many sheriffs believe was equivalent to a warrant, to hold them onto the person until Immigrations and Custom Enforcement's ICE can come and get them for possible deportation. Remember what he said? He says, we can't even talk to them until after they've already been convicted of a crime. You know? But ICE is probably way underfunded, way undermanned, and they've got a flood of these illegal aliens. I mean, you know, thousands upon millions in this country at this point. And so you can imagine they'd have a hard time getting to them all. But a series of court decisions has made it clear to the sheriffs that the detainers are simply requests and that holding on to the people after they finish their sentence uh, would otherwise be eligible to get ba- or uh, okay finish their sentence or would otherwise be eligible to get bailed out violates the Constitution. What constitutional rights do they have if they're here illegally? I would say that pretty much trumps everything. Try this in any other country and see what happens. <clears throat> This goes on to say um, that basically the sheriffs are just saying it's really messed up. Um, They're not honoring these ICE requests. Uh, Why? I'm not 100% sure. Maybe they just don't have any more room. Uh, Anyway, in this regard, the sheriffs look like they're just part of the problem. That they're, you know, just being... I, I don't see any good reason... The government has to have adequate grounds to deprive someone of their liberty. Well, if they've already went through the fingerprint in the database and they've identified them as illegal, that's enough reason, isn't it? He says it needs to be justified, this one sheriff. I'm like, well, it is justified. They're, they're here illegally. So, again, you know, just one more addition to why, you know, this making this problem all the more worse and then there was another report. Um, well, you probably saw the thing with they're, they're hanging um, nooses, uh, like uh, simulated dead body on billboards in like the border towns of, of Texas, in this one town, and basically saying, uh, was it silver or lead? was the warning, meaning it's a warning to the sheriffs and the law enforcement that unless you play ball with the drug cartels, unless you accept our bribes, silver, then you're going to get the lead, the lead bullets. That's what it means. It's it's a common expression, evidently, in Mexico, silver or lead. They're getting so bold and brazen, these wicked Santa Morarte worshipping drug cartels that literally worship this god of death, Kian Santa Muarte, or just Kian Santa, you'll probably find it, Muarte, or Mexico, and you'll see that this is the, one of the biggest religions. Uh, also, just like voodoo, they love to combine it with Catholicism because it's all about idolatry and paganism, and it's very compatible. And it makes them feel really placated because they're worshipping some deity. This is basically the Grim Reaper, the god of death, okay, the death angel. And they go to the death angel for favors, for, for to get what they want. You know, to kill other people and, and to get more money and, and this types of things. And they're bringing that, that death religion into America. And the, the drug cartels being some of the worst ones that 
go by this religion. They're getting so bold as they're hanging these things and they're, they're putting things on billboards to warn. And, you know, I don't really see any kind of response. I mean, I, I think that Obama likes that. He, he, he wants that, of course. That was a big, big show. Here's another one. Shift of illegal crossings into Texas accelerates. A shift of uh, um, immigrant smugglers to target the tough-to-defend U.S.-Mexico. Tough-to-defend. They don't even make an attempt. Hardly. U.S.-Mexico border um, accelerated this year as the Border Patrol scrambles to shift its resources from the states farther west, according to internal agency reports. From October 1st through May 17th, agents in the southernmost tip of Texas made more than 148,000 arrests. <sighs> Unbelievable. By all means, don't build, don't build a fence. Don't, don't build any kind of barrier. You know, just kind of let it, you know, hang loose there and let them pour over. This is on pace to match last year's total in less than eight months. Uh, man, that's a lot of arrests. What these numbers look like on the ground is a near constant flow of illegal aliens uh, crossing the Rio Grande. The arrests do not represent the level of full traffic, only those who are caught, but the report's hourly breakdowns show the arrests never stop. Surprised they're even arresting them. Unbelievable. I don't think, this is from um, one of the guys working this Border Patrol, he says, I don't think we have anywhere near the resources that we would require to even make a dent in what we've got going on here. They're just pouring in unfettered now, the illegal aliens. And, and only the Lord knows who else. Bringing that Santa Marti death cult into this country, Islamic terrorists, the dregs of the dregs, just like the Mariana Boatlift, a lot of the people that are, not all, but a lot of them are. You know, that, that he says we didn't have a, we we can't even make a dent in what's going on here. This was said by Chris Cabrera, a border patrol agent. Uh, he says I think it's common knowledge that we don't have the resources. That's why they're coming in droves like they are. They're exploiting a weakness, and that and they found and quite frankly they're doing a good job of it, as if enough of them aren't are already here. Unbelievable. It says here, a delegation of state agriculture commissioners from around the country visited the McAllen border patrol station Wednesday. They were told about 1,400 arrests were made the night before. This is just one um, border patrol station. 1,400 arrests in one night? How could they even have enough people to arrest that many people? They saw more than 1,000 immigrants, many mothers with infants or solo teenagers, being held in spaces intended to accommodate only a fraction of that. <laughs> I mean, this is unbelievable. Un-absolute total insanity. I'm just reading down on a little bit of this. I, I, it just, it's absolutely mind-boggling. So, by all means, don't fix the problem. Don't put up a fence. Because it's like opening a dam and trying to prevent the water. It's getting to the point where it's like trying to prevent the water by bracing your, your body against the water flow. It's just going to go around you. 
through your legs or whatever. You can't, it, it can't be done. It's a joke. A, bo- a fence is the only thing that would be, that would do this, obviously. Nothing else would do this properly. So it's just more total insanity. Um, <laughs> wow. Unbelievable. So I am going to end part one here. And uh, we're going to go to part two next. And so God bless you. We'll see you in part two. Scott Johnson's 800 plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G for F-O-R truth, T-R-U-T-H dot com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is 2359 Highway 70 Southeast, box number 321, Hickory, North Carolina, 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.